Hi, my name is Winter Smith, and I am the host of Right Neurological, a podcast where I talk to anyone about anything. Some episodes may contain mature content or spoilers. If that doesn't bother you, then sit down and listen as we discuss life, shower thoughts, superheroes, and anything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode two of Right Neurological. I am Winter. Do you have a name? No. No? <laughs> no. Still? <laughs> um, yes. Surprise me. Um, this is my co-host slash girlfriend slash guest, Sebastian. Since she doesn't have a name, her name is now Sebastian. Why are you dating somebody named Sebastian? Because I Sebastian. <laughs> also. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> so bad. Is Sebastian the first thing that came out? Came out of your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> because of, kind of because of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make that connection because <laughs> I thought you'd miss it, but apparently you didn't. But that's fine. Yikes. So last time we were talking about relationships, specifically ours and how we got together, and some of like the little quirks that we have with each other in our relationship, um, we had made a whole like two-page-long list of topics to talk about yeah. in our relationship, and we only covered like three of them in the forty-five minutes. You want to maybe cover more of them? We can. I do have one thing to add about the quirk. Thing that okay, really go like. for it. Yeah. When you, whenever I ask you a question, you say yes or no. <laughs> and it's like, maybe I just want a yes or a no. No, no. Your problem is that I don't say yes or no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... But the thing is, though, I feel like saying yes or no doesn't actually answer the question. Do you want watermelon? Yes or no? Yes and no. Yes, I want watermelon, but no, not right now. Yeah. Like, if I you say... You just said no. because no, if I say no, it means I don't want watermelon. You but don't want I, watermelon. No, I do. I just don't want it at this second. <laughs> but I'm offering it to you at that moment. I know. But if I say if I say no, it means I won't want watermelon and I won't get offered it no, again. That's not what it means. It means that you have the option of going back to it later, but you're saying no right Why now would I revisit moment? something that I already rejected? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that, like, that is one of the quirks that i was talking about but go off no but that doesn't make sense to me like that, it doesn't make sense to me why there's no yes or no like all i want is a simple yes or a simple no it's always maybe or yes and no because i feel like what you're asking me isn't what you want to know what do i want to know it depends on the question like with the watermelon it's no, I don't want watermelon right now, but yes, I want it in a bit. And if I say no, they take it as, oh, he doesn't want any watermelon, we can just eat it all, and there'll be no watermelon left when I come around to wanting watermelon. But if I say, yes, I want it, like if I say, yes, I want watermelon, then is that the only way I get watermelon without it all getting eaten, even though I don't want it right now? You just, you just, just say yes, but maybe later. But that's that's what I say. No, that's not. And then what you, you get say. upset. What you say is yes and no, and then delve into like a three minute explanation of why you said yes and no. That's the same as saying yes, but later. That's two seconds. It takes two seconds to say that. Most of my explanations are two seconds long. It's not. It is. It's like three to four minutes. 
It's, it's a whole TED Talk. <laughs> what's, and I was like, all I asked was if you wanted watermelon or not. What's wrong with a TED Talk? Nothing. Do you I not, just don't want to hear them Do you not like TED Talks? Hour of every day. TED Talks are highly inspirational and educational. Back to this list. <laughs> okay, wh- pick something off the list. What do you What do you want to talk about on the list? Yikes! <laughs> the first thing that popped popped out was things you had to adjust to. Oh. Um, but we're not gonna cover that now. Um, let's do. It's a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, let's they can, do. They can hear you playing with the water bottle, by the way. Okay, my bad. It's it'll turn into an ASMR. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do deal breakers. Do you want to do, you want to do deal breakers? Okay. How about this? Deal breakers or first impressions of each other? Um. Let's start with first impressions and then go into deal breakers. Okay. We'll see where the conversation takes us. Yikes. So, what were your first impressions of me? Um. Well, you. Were, I already told you what my first impression was. Yeah, but you haven't told them. Okay, um, so a friend of ours, our mutual friend, um, I think she tried, she introduced us, but she tried to introduce us, like, earlier on, it was like, oh, by the way, this is winter, and then, like, we had a friend group at the lobby of our business department, but, like, it didn't really, like, make much (laughs) of an impact, because we didn't know each other that well. Which friend was this? Josie. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, So, like, we had interactions. You needed a different friend to introduce you. (laughs) We had inter- interactions, but never, like, you know, impactful ones. Um, so she introduced us, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's your friend. She's like, yeah, and she started telling me a little bit about you, and then she was like, I think you guys would get along well, because um, she was trying to set me up, like, with literally any walking thing on the planet. <laughs> any walking male in the planet. She, I don't think she was that picky. <laughs> Yeah, um, but so sh- you you brought up you got brought up in the conversation. Now I was like, Josie, honestly, I'm good. Like I'm chilling, I'm happy. I don't need a man. Blah blah blah. And um, she was like, Yeah, you're right. You might not like him because he's kind of like you guys have very differing political views. And I was like, Why is he a Trump supporter? And he's like, Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, But it'll be like a good thing. It'll be you guys' conversations. It'll be the one thing that unites you guys. And I was like. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It's actually like my favorite part about that story is that she introduced me as a Trump supporter. And to this <laughs> day, I have no idea where she got that idea because I'm not a Trump supporter and I've never said that I support him. <laughs> so I don't actually understand where that came from. Yikes. Well, um, maybe it's because you're white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's about it. That feels racist. <laughs> That's that's about it. Yikes. And you're in the business department. So a white man mm-hmm. majoring in business yeah. must be a Trump supporter. Is can will be assumed as a Trump supporter. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is this what you've come to? <laughs> Yikes. Write that down as one of the deal breakers. <laughs> Assumes political party. Well, not wait, is this party. is this you <laughs> trying to break up with me? <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> this, that would be awkward Summer. if I broke up with you over a podcast. Wow, I just love that we can edit stuff out. 
but yeah, breaking up with you over a podcast would be a would be a tragedy, and it's not gonna be it since especially since our six month anniversary is tomorrow. Yeah, that would be sad. We wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't even make it to six months. Yeah, imagine five months and like 29, 30 days. Yeah, give or take. It's not great, but it's honest work. Unfortunately, I won't get much, much in the divorce settlement. I'm a white male. You're also dating a very broke girl. I mean, there's that. <laughs> but I'm sure that I could get like a dollar and a half. <laughs> no, she's gonna have at least a dollar and a half worth of clothes. No, she That I can. Do you think there's enough fabric on all your clothes to come to a dollar and a half? Are you calling my closet slutty? <laughs> Because while never, you're right, I would never. You don't have to expose me like I that. I would never do that. I enjoy your closet. Jesus. So you know. What were What was your first impression of me? Oh, that's actually an excellent question. Actually, I didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't even think I realized I met you the first time I met yeah, you. Yeah, I figured because we didn't have like a lasting impression on each other. Because you just be like, oh, that's somebody we know. I feel like. Josie, I feel like I actually met you before Josie introduced me to you. When? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like when Josie introduced me, it wasn't the first time that I met you. It was the first time that I met you? No, it couldn't have been, because you were on Senate. So, I definitely would have met you other times. I don't think I, I, don't think I, I met you before. Because Senate didn't start until, like, October... Yeah, but Josie didn't introduce us until um, November. I don't know. Because it was after the banquet when we were talking and she started getting messy. Well, she started getting messy because she felt like she had a hand in, with us getting together. <laughs> She's like, oh, I introduced them. And I was like, oh. Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, I really don't... Because I don't think she... Introducing us until November. Mm-hmm. When did we? Because we had like we had our group there. We had two. Um, we had what's his name? God, I don't remember his name. Man, we had because we always went to chapel together, and we'd wait for her to get done with class. I think, or we would skip chapel altogether, and we just sit there and talk. And one day you were napping in that room, and I don't know when that was. That. Had to be in November, I think. Maybe late. I also don't remember. <laughs> Maybe late October. Yeah, but okay. And so, answer the question: What was your first impression of me? Like I said, I don't really think I had one. Yeah. Because when I met you, you didn't make an impression on me. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. No, because like yeah. we didn't really, we didn't really talk. It was just like a. It was like hello. a group setting, and it's yeah. like. I was asleep for most of it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. You were. So it's not like I was really present. And you didn't actually talk to me. The only people that talked to me were like Josie and her boyfriend. And No, but it wasn't when we met, it wasn't her boyfriend at the time. That's true, but yeah. they were still flirting. Kind of. Well, then we're not talking about the same situation because I met you before that. You were half asleep, and then, God, what is his name? Tall guy. Owen? Owen. Owen was there, and 
what's her name was there Hannah? Hannah Owen and Hannah were there I was there and Josie was there yeah and then you were sitting on the couch and we were like laughing and joking around and then she pulled you into the conversation and was like oh winter what do you think about this blah blah and i was like oh by the way this is ella this is hannah this is yeah i think i only talked to like josie and hannah yeah maybe owen because i already knew him Mm -hmm. but i think you're like the one i didn't talk to (laughs) yeah but i think like after that so i don't think i would count that as my first impression of you um i don't know i think my first impression was I was afraid that you were going to be lazy. For? Because you were a senator. Oh. <laughs> and in my yeah. experience, the senators at our university are really lazy. Yeah. And they never do the projects they say they're going to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that it's like a recurring theme. Yeah. But I had been in Senate. Th- that was my fifth year in Senate. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like 150 people go through that that team. And... I'm nodding my head, by the way. <laughs> I just, realize you can't see that, but go on. 150 people, each one doing a project, is like 150 projects, of which I think 10 got done. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, no, most most years the Senate just doesn't do anything. Well, they try, but they only do, the Senators only do projects because they're told they need to. And then they give, like, kind of, like, mediocre updates. Like, oh, yeah, I contacted this person. They haven't gotten back to me. I did this, I did that, I did that. But they don't really do those things. They're just like, yeah, I looked at it, got some price points, that's all. Mm-hmm. And that's where the po- most projects stop. So it's kind of a... That was my concern, that you were just going to be a lazy senator. Yeah. In my defense, um, I think that it's a lot harder to contact administration than you might put on us like because we there's i know there's a couple times where like a couple of my friends that were senators hit a lot of like blocks and that's because administration didn't get back to them i actually love it when senators say in my defense and then (laughs) give me an example of what it's like to be a senator when i spent my like fifth year (laughs) you know because i of my five years in senate yeah i was a senator for two of them Mm -hmm. and i was in the leadership team for three yeah so by the time people have completed a year of senate i've already put in twice as much time as a senator than they have Mm -hmm. so i know exactly how hard it is to contact these people and that you can get it done Mm -hmm. i know they don't like to talk to you like back to you but that's when you just like show up at their office and like hey you got a minute (laughs) (laughs) yikes and or just find the the administration that will talk to you mm-hmm. like a lot of people hit roadblocks because they're talking to the wrong people mm-hmm. and they're afraid to ask who they need to talk to mm-hmm. but i feel like we got a little bit off topic <laughs> with this no you went off a little bit <laughs> i was yeah i went off a little bit but we, we are gonna bring it back um so th- i think that was our first impressions of each other you thought i was a trump supporter i thought you were lazy Mm-hmm. Or potentially lazy, mm-hmm. but thankfully we've we've gotten past that. Um, I've learned that she is not lazy. You're actually a workaholic, a little bit. I'm not. You say that, <laughs> but your senate project. You're not a senator anymore. Like you're done, mm-hmm. but you're still doing your project. <laughs> like you you've actually finished your project, but you're still working on it because the people that should be working on it aren't. Because you've done all the parts you need to. Now it's the department's job you worked on for it. And they're still giving you the work to do, and you're doing it without actually <laughs> telling them no. 
I have time. No, you don't. <laughs> you're taking a couple summer classes. You're doing a lot of work for your like club. They don't need to know all that. They don't need to know my business like that. <laughs> well, obviously, you don't have time if you're doing all these things. <laughs> Yikes. So, it's like... I'm surprised that wasn't on your quirks list. Like, that I I always reschedule in you, right? I don't have time. Quote, unquote. Yeah, but that's you. not weird to me. Yeah. Like... Why? I'm, I'm actually really used to people not having time for me. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, I, I get it. Like, people have busy lives. And if they want to make time for me, they will. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hurt if you have to reschedule something that you had planned with me or didn't have planned with me um, because something else came up. Uh, I might get hurt if you do it consistently, (laughs) but I think that you do make an effort to spend time with me occasionally. (laughs) Yikes. So it's not like... So it's not like you're the It's not like that's a weird thing for me Like I think that prioritizing Things to get done Is um, normal What I do think is weird Is that You overbook yourself consistently (laughs) Mom Because I'm I think Yikes (laughs) Because because I think that um, yeah, you don't have ten minutes for your mother. Yeah, no, no. Mommy, I love you. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like you overbook yourself because you're afraid to not Mike be busy. Might forget winter. Like I just think you're afraid to not be busy. No. Because if you're not busy to deal with stuff. <laughs> Yikes. It's like our therapy lessons. <laughs> no, no, because like, so I think that a lot of people make themselves busy mm-hmm. so they don't have to be not busy. Because if, Maybe I just like being productive. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think you're productive so that you can feel productive. I think you're productive so you don't feel guilty about doing other things. About not doing other things. <laughs> like, it's a way to rationalize not doing certain things. Procrastination. It's not even procrastination. Like, it's just a way to rationalize doing one thing over the other. And especially if you don't want to do the, the one thing. Or you don't know you don't want to do it. You're just saying, well, it's fine that I didn't do it because I got all this other stuff done instead. But all this other stuff is work you created for yourself while this other problem already existed. And that's the weird part for me. But again, that's not really that weird. Like, a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I feel a little attacked, but go off. <laughs> I, the thing is, though, it's like, it's not trying to attack you or anything. It's just that I get it. I do. I do that sometimes. But at the same time, I'm aware that I do it. And I don't use that as an excuse to avoid other things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we can talk about some of the other things on the list. So we talked about 
Uh, our first impressions. Um, what do you think the biggest surprise about the other person was? That you weren't a Trump supporter. <laughs> Why was it a surprise that I'm not a Trump <laughs> supporter? I don't know. I just had all these assumptions, pre-assumptions before having an interaction with you. Like, I honestly don't think that it's that big of a jump for people <laughs> to think that I'm not a Trump supporter. So that's one. Two, um, I was very surprised because when we were talking towards the end of December and the beginning of January, I was very surprised that you, like, actually made, like, proactive efforts to make time. Because I know, like, that was one of the biggest things that we kind of, like, went back and forth about how we were were both going to be busy. And then, like, I was surprised that you were making time and making sure that, you know, we had time for each other. Yeah. I mean, for me, like being proactive about making time for other people is the only way I get to spend time with other people because for the past couple years I've just been like so non-stop mm-hmm. that my classes start at like well before I graduated my classes started at like 8 in the morning every day and then I got didn't get off work until midnight so I was busy from like 8 to midnight and then did it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't in work until midnight, I was in lab until like 10. And sometimes I had like two labs back to back. So if I didn't make like actively carve out that time for people, then that time didn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's almost that I created time for people that didn't exist in my life. Because I wanted them to have that time in my life. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely not easy. Um, sleep was not always my top concern. It's concerning. Neither was eating. Yeah, I don't understand that part, but I think you've explained it to me to a point where I'm like, I give up, but go off. Well, it's because I think it comes down to like, there are fundamentally two types of people. There are people who plan their schedules around eating, and there are people who eat around their schedule. Mm -hmm. So there's people who are like, okay... My this is when I eat my meals so I can fit stuff in these other times and then there are other people who are like I can this is the time I have things planned for where can I fit in that sandwich if it's not until tomorrow it's not until tomorrow and you just push it off until the next day and you don't eat that sandwich until Thursday yikes and I, I gotta say it worked for me when I was in college except for that one time where I fainted during school mhm but um, I think other than that, it worked out pretty well. We we did good. But I wouldn't recommend it because I don't think it's a sustainably healthy lifestyle. I also would not recommend it. But at the same time, I think that it can still work as long as you're aware that you do need that food and that sleep. But the fact that you didn't even like... You just speak up a little Enjoy. bit. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, look, I'm mumbling. <laughs> but the fact that you even you didn't even like enjoy naps until I don't know. You sent me a snap last night and it's like I liked I like naps, and I was like, did you not like it before? Well, actually, I'm not even sure if I like them now. 
God. To be fair. We're breaking up. <laughs> Is that a deal breaker? <laughs> then Doesn't like math? That's 110% a deal breaker. Well, it's because, like, I enjoy taking it now because I have sleep that I need to catch up on. But I don't like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I didn't have to sleep to stay alive, I didn't have to eat to stay alive, I wouldn't do either one. Jesus Christ. Because, like, I feel like sleeping is wasted time. On what? On things that you could be yeah. doing? No, I could be doing so many other things if I didn't have to sleep. But your body needs to recharge. That's what I'm saying. Rest. Like, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. Jesus. Like, I do because I need to. Mm-hmm. But you don't enjoy doing it. No. Maybe that's why you don't get restful sleep. Because you're like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm forced to do it. I don't think that's why I don't get restful sleep. I think I don't get restful sleep for a few reasons. One of them is that, um, like, I never completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm sleeping, I'm, like, aware of what's going on around me, even though I'm a pretty deep sleeper. Yeah. So, like, I'll be asleep, but I can feel that someone has, like, walked into my room or is nearby me. And I think that's more of a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never relaxed when I'm sleeping. I'm always alert of what's going on around me. And I'm always thinking about something when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, homework, or something that I read, or, like, a problem that I'm trying to solve. So I never actually get, like, that deep, deep, restful sleep that people talk about. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You should try it sometime. I have tried it, and I, it's like, I feel terrible. Why? Like, I get these long... I get these, I think like long periods of sleep and I feel terrible after I wake up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like really behind on my sleep and my body's like, oh man, this is sleep. This is that stuff we talked about. <laughs> man, I thought this was only in the books and the movies and the legends of old. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I, I feel better on like, I probably feel better on like six hours of sleep than eight. Six isn't bad. You usually take, like, two to three. <laughs> six isn't bad, but six isn't good either. Six is more, like, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're getting less than six hours of sleep regularly, it can lead to health problems. Welcome to college. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually really funny, because college is one of those places where they're like, look, we want you to have a good social life, good grades, and good mental health. And I'm like, great. How much is college? And like, it's expensive, so we're going to want you to have a job, too. And I'm like, okay. And anything else? Yeah, you're going to actually have time to, have time to eat. Okay. And what else? Well, minimum course of, like, 12 credits. All right, how many hours outside of class is that? Like, 36. I'm like, all right, so 12 in class a week, 36 outside of class a week, and that's just, like, minimum. We're already at, like, 50 hours. It's more than a work week. And that's just the bare minimum. And most classes take more than, like, two or three hours outside of class for the one hour you spend inside the class. So you end up spending more than that 36 for the 12. Mm-hmm. And with all that adding together, they still want you to get eight hours of sleep at night, plus get exercise, plus do extracurriculars, plus go to work. And if you're, if you're working a 50-hour week just with schoolwork, and then another, like, 20-hour week 
with your job. It's a good 70 hours already just between school and work. Mm-hmm. And where are you fitting people into that? I'm a really bad co-host. Was that a rhetorical question? It was not. Oh. <laughs> and it's still not. <laughs> Yikes. I guess, I don't know. I've always, I've always had time. Well, not always, but like, I made a point to make time for people in my life. Yeah, but by making time for people, you're fundamentally giving up one of those other things. Oh, like studying. Yeah. Or being in like, class. Cough, cough. Yeah, like you're skipping <laughs> class, you're skipping the assignment, you're not reading the chapter because you're like, I want to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And I think it's important to find time to socialize with people because it's not good just to study all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. All, if all you do is study and work, you're going to have a miserable life. And trust me, I was there, and I'm going to be there for like the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag medical school. It's going to be great. But it's like, when you're in that place in life, if there's no other... If, like, people bring people joy sometimes. Unless you're your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Who hates people. <laughs> I think she's sleeping. Aww. She can't hear you. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about, I think, the biggest surprise about the other person. Mm-hmm. And your biggest surprise is that I was not a Trump supporter. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like the biggest surprise. And then about me. you knew everything else. The, absolutely. Front, you're like an open book, front oh. and back. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. What, what do you think is the most interesting chapter? Um, so far, um, I'm very inspired by your photography skills. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That that one I lingered on just a little bit. I breezed by the traumatic childhood trauma. Um, that was a little triggering. <laughs> But I really stuck around in the photography um, yeah, chapter. Yeah, no, those early chapters were kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, I thoroughly enjoy right. your work. I would not recommend reading them <laughs> to anyone, actually. My therapist, <laughs> my mother, who was in them. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah, I think my biggest surprise about you... Was that I wasn't lazy. <laughs> no. Because, like... After I got to know you, that wasn't really a surprise. That I wasn't lazy? Yeah. It's like, like, it's just, it's an assumed fact. No, no, because, um, like, I don't put a lot of weight on my first impressions of people. Because mm-hmm. I, I know they're usually going to be wrong. Yeah. It's like, I can that's, I can feel this way about someone. That's a very, um, like, good character to have. I guess a good point of character to have. Because then you're not judging a person by the book, essentially. Yeah, but I feel like I still judge them by the book <laughs> because I only believe that my assumption about them is wrong once I start to get to know them. Like, if I'm actually going to know them, I don't, like, go in like, oh, my assumption of them was right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this is my first assumption of them, but it's probably wrong. However, my first assumption might stop me from getting to know you <laughs> because it's like... If I just really, really don't get it, like a good vibe from you when I meet you, mm-hmm. then why would I put in the time to get to know you? And to prove yourself wrong. Yeah, to prove myself yeah. wrong. Because it's like, there are things that I'm usually, like, I say that my first assumptions people are usually wrong. But 
there are certain things about them that I almost get 100% correct all the time. Mm-hmm. What is that? Um, the kind of person that they are, like, um... Like, they're not evil? Like, they're psychotic? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Like, well, not that they're a good or bad person to be around. Mm-hmm. I'm usually pretty good at understanding that. And then once I get to know you a little bit, I'm usually pretty good at, like, I guess building an image of who you are and why you're that way. Mm-hmm. And then, like, extrapolating from that image into, like, things about you that you haven't told me yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you're the middle child, um, and these things happen in your childhood. Um, your sibling order is this, and you are this way in these certain groups. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you're probably this way because of this experience in your life, which means you're also this way here. And then a lot of times when we get to that situation, those people act the way that I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, people are creatures of habit, mostly. Mm-hmm. And if you can figure out their habits, or like understand why the habit exists, then you can understand them. I, I feel like people aren't that hard to understand, and like who they are and what, why they do what they do. I think people make it sound a lot more complicated than it is. Mm-hmm. I made a little nod. And then whenever like I make facial ex- expressions like in agreement or for you like encouragement for you to continue, it's never me talking. <laughs> yeah. No, like <laughs> you're it's not that you're a bad co-host. It's just that what, why is the but why why is there a but in that? <laughs> it's because you don't talk a lot. Yeah. And it's like usually in podcasts, a lot of back and forth. And it's kind of hard for to do this with you sometimes because you don't give a lot of back and forth. Because you're actually very good at listening to people most of the time. Baby, weren't you not the one that said that I had a four-second window? You do. You have a four-second window. <laughs> but that's in, like, general passing conversation. If you're, like, actively tuned in on what they're saying, like, right now, if you're, like, you're engaged in this conversation, but you're not actually, like, verbally participating in that often but you're very much engaged in like you're you're tuned into what i'm saying and you're paying attention okay thank you for making me look good no no because you (laughs) love podcast you have a four second um like attention span for something to get your attention Mm -hmm. it's like if whatever they say in those first four sentences whatever they don't with whatever they say in the first four seconds doesn't interest you you zone out (laughs) and then you're not involved in the conversation (laughs) But if you know you're supposed to be, like, actively involved in the conversation and paying attention, then you're very good at listening to the other person and, like, having them continue. Or it also goes with something that you don't know a lot about and you don't want to sound ignorant on. You will listen and just nod your head, like, I understand that that's what you believe, continue. It's not that, uh, oh, yeah, no, I believe that too. It's more of, like, I understand that that's what you're saying, please go on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it means you understand a lot more about what people are saying than um, you normally would. However, I think that you fail to put your ideas out into the world because you're afraid of sounding ignorant. Shout out to my photography account. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, photo scraps on Instagram. <laughs> but Yikes. I think that sometimes i wish you would put yourself out there more with mm-hmm. your ideas into the world mm-hmm. because i think you have good ideas but i think you're so afraid of being wrong yeah 
that you don't put yourself out there to be wrong, which means you learn less. Hmm. Because you're you never put yourself in the situation where someone can correct you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, mm, which means you my only. Siblings. Yeah, but <laughs> the problem with your siblings being the ones to do it is it's a very narrow thought pool. Mm-hmm. You were all raised under the same circumstances with the same belief system and the same culture. Mm-hmm. So you guys might have varying opinions, but not really. Like, your opinions are different, but they're not that different. Have you met my brother? I have. Uh. He hates me. <laughs> he doesn't hate you. But he I mean, does. like, to, I guess, to counterpoint what you're saying about we have similar beliefs. No, but even, even though you and your brother have, like, very different beliefs... Your guys' beliefs aren't that different. Like, you guys agree on a lot of the core fundamental things. There are differences in how you guys grew up after you um, grew up in America, like, after you started growing up in America, but fundamentally, your guys' roots are in the same culture with the same thoughts that your mother taught you. Mm-hmm. So, you guys have different ideas based on your personal experiences and the different friend groups you guys decided to keep. Mm-hmm. But on a lot of things, you guys agree. Even things that are controversial. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought we disagreed on everything. Yeah, but part of that's because you're siblings. <laughs> and you guys disagree to disagree. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, continue. Um, I think I was talking about how you mostly put yourself out there with more controversial ideas in people in groups of people who think similarly to you i agree with that and that's part of because the thing thing where you don't want to be corrected mm-hmm. um but at the same time that that only reinforces your belief and doesn't open you to, up to new options and i think the way you get around this is that you often just if someone engages you in that conversation you try to learn from what they're saying but you don't engage others in that conversation because because for someone to engage in you in that conversation it's socially acceptable to just listen to them but if you engage the conversation you have to put in your input and i think that scares you what is this 30 minutes of ella's therapy (laughs) no i'm kidding i appreciate it it's mostly just me talking about things that i find interesting about like what you do why and why is, you do why them. is that interesting <laughs> it's because you i think it's interesting like, why you're such a good listener i'm a good listener because i'm afraid to put my output out there yeah okay i don't think that's the only reason that you're a good listener mm-hmm. but i think that's a contributing factor mm-hmm. like i feel like you would listen less if you talked more like, I think there needs to be a good balance. Like, right now, I'm doing most talking, doing most of the listening. Yeah. And that means that I'm talking too much and you're listening too much. <laughs> Is there such a thing as listening too much? Yeah. I don't have anything to correct you on. But the thing is that it's like... The only reason to listen too much... Well, there's only a few reasons to listen too much. One of them is you have no input on the conversation. Which I don't. I feel like you do. What, what input should I say? Because I don't really have an input about this. This is just like what you think of me, what you've observed about my behavioral habits. 
Right, but my observations could be wrong. They are, okay. and I won't know that unless you help me. Unless you like give me feedback. Ooh, someone's at the door. Come in. Is anyone awake to open that? No, it's open. No. Ah. Hi, baby. Welcome. How are you? You look good, sis. I, I sent you a, a dramatic DM. We're going to cut this one kind of short because uh, we have to go to a photo shoot at the beach soon. So, uh, baby, do an outro. Um, follow me on all my social medias, link below, like but and subscribe. They're not linked below. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Sponsor us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We want ad revenue. Please sponsor us. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.